It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to CHGO Bulls Postgame. Presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Hello. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. My guys, Big Dave. Bow. BWL Sports. Bow. Will the Goat Gottlieb. Will underscore Gottlieb. Adults. Our pal and producer, Joey, hanging out with us here at our downtown studios in hey, Chicago. Joey. Joey's it. At Joey Spathis on Twitter. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. The Bulls fall 113-104 on the front end of the back-to-back home and away against Ooh. the Toronto Raptors to fall to 5-6 and six on the season. Yeah. Gentlemen, that was a tough game. We're going to dive into every nook and cranny of it. Mm-hmm. But first, mm-hmm. if you'll allow me, mm-hmm. I know this is a Bulls show, Yeah, but we are CHGO. Mm-hmm. We are a Chicago community here. This is what we are. Justin Goddamn Fields. Yes. Rise for the applause of one young Justin Fields. King of the game? King of the game. King of our hearts. Can can we make Justin the king of the Bulls game? King of the Bulls game. Justin Fields. An NFL regular season record. Rushing yards by a quarterback. I like Zia Justin Fields clip. Damn. Hook me up, Joey, one time. On some Justin Fields clips, so we can feel better. Oh, what do you want to Ooh, see? There, that one, his, his little sixty-one yard touchdown scramble. That'd be nice. Oh. Look at it. Ooh. Oh, off he goes. Mm-hmm. Off he goes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Man, fast and furious, baby. I tell you what, like usually you would feel <sighs> on a on a Sunday in the fall, early winter months Thanks, when you got to watch Bears. Take a tough L, uh-huh. and then Bulls take a tough L. Uh-huh. That's a rough Sunday, usually. But you know what? I don't know about you, Dave. I don't know about you, Will. I feel really good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I'm mad about this Bulls game. We're gonna get oh, into we'll that. We'll get into that. But across the board, I feel really good because Justin Fields, you know, has arrived. When wow, uh, when when Matt got here earlier today, you know, we do a usual what's up greeting, what's going on. Matt just stared and he looked me deep in my eyes. And he just said, Dave. I was like, what's wrong? He said, nothing. <laughs> Justin Fields. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and that was it. And then we all realized that we're wearing Bears gear. An early November Bears loss has yes. never made anybody feel so good. Oh, right? man, dude. It feels so right. Oh, man. It just feels so right. And it looks so good out there. And it was just, 
We ain't never seen this. Maybe that's why we feel like this because it doesn't matter. We're all various ages here, but mm-hmm. we have never seen greatness at the quarterback position. Not a QB like that, man. You ain't Not seen it. I don't care if you're like 60, that. 70, 80. You ain't never seen it if you're a Bears fan. So excuse us for being man. this hyped up about it, man. But damn it, it feels good and it feels right. Honestly, I wish Fields had hopped on a plane and flown to Toronto to <sighs> help out the Bulls. We could have used Maybe it. Maybe he could have knocked down a goddamn three. Caruso. We could have used it. Ugh. Don't worry. I got more Justin Fields clips coming. I sent something to Joey. There's more on the way in case this gets depressing, but let's get into it. Uh, let's get into it. 113-104, the final. Uh, guys, to me, tonight's game was about two things. Okay. The Raptors, we knew coming in that they are a hounding, lengthy defense. Mm-hmm. They doubled DeMar aggressively they did. from the start tonight, and they did not let up. So much so that DeMar ended up taking nine shots tonight. Mm. Seven of nine, efficient, six of six from the free throw line, but a modest 20 points from DeMar. And the Bulls, we saw them time and again have have uh, trouble trying to find ways to pass out of that double yeah. and find open shooters. And then even when DeMar's doubled, the Raptors, they're not only a lengthy, talented defense, but they're a well-coached team yes. by Nick Nurse. Yes. And they did their homework, and there were certain people, Caruso, who they said, have that three. Yeah. Go ahead and take it. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, it bit the bulls in the butt offensively tonight. Bit them right in the hiney, uh, Matthew. Uh, the key step for me looking at this, of course, were the 23 offensive rebounds <laughs> that the Raptors had. That's wild. There's one hat. Joey uh, hat throw. There it is. I'm actually looking up. I I noticed that too, and so I'm looking it up right now. Mm. Uh, A lot of that came in the fourth, it feels like. A lot of that came in the fourth. Okay, yeah. Would you you like to venture a guess as to when the last time the Bulls allowed 23 or more offensive rebounds in a game? Venture a guess. Venture a guess for me. All right. uh, I I don't know. So go guess. I'm I'm, I'm thinking like... Borwinkle days. Uh, They gave up more more recently than that. That they gave up 23 (laughs) offensive rebounds. Maybe last year they gave up 23 off. It won last year. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say 2017. It was 2019. Knicks grabbed 25 on October 28th. Mm. I'm I'm not done pulling all the numbers, but like other than that, it was Bucks grabbed 23 on February 18th, 2009. Wow. Hawks on January 21st, 2005. I mean, this just does not happen. Yeah. And the Bulls could not get any offensive rebounds. And it's interesting because you think of this Raptors team as a team that doesn't really play with a big, Mm -hmm. right? Like they have, I mean, they had Coloco and they've got bigs, but they're not like true, you know, Vucevic style uh, defensive rebounder, offensive rebounder types. And they just were feasting. Yeah. And the Bulls, it was on the Bulls. They weren't boxing out. Uh, They weren't just like pushing the Raptors out of that space. I mean, I think for me, the major takeaway from this, and I'm very curious to see how it goes tomorrow against the Raptors, they let the Raptors dictate the pace and style of play from minute one to minute 48. Mm -hmm. And they just, I mean, they could not figure it out. And what was wild to go with those 23 offensive rebounds, uh, 62 uh, rebounds total was what it was for Toronto. But, man, their points off turnovers. They had 21 (laughs) 21 points off turnovers. They had 11 (laughs) steals. Out there. And it feels like, again, it just feels like a lot of that came uh, in the fourth quarter when the Bulls just finally couldn't handle the trap after a while because they they made it known what they were going to do early and often. We're getting the ball out of DeMar DeRozan's hands. Somebody else is going to have to beat us, period. We know y'all don't have Kobe. We know y'all don't have Zach. 
Uh, Drummond's not there, and of course, Drummond not being there was a huge reason why the mm-hmm. rebound numbers were what they were. But still, in fact, my goodness, the way they were grabbing those rebounds. And it wasn't even those two, Matt. It was also those 50-50 balls. Now, those 50-50 balls, again, everybody has a chance, and they're up for grabs for anyone to have. But the Bulls could not come up with one of those in the key moments in the fourth quarter. So you mentioned that. So after Dale and Terry made the miracle end of shot clock, like step back from just inside the three-point line, which shout out to Dale for that. Mm-hmm. that was Bulls are up 89-83 yep, after that run. Mm-hmm. Back-to-back Raptors possessions after that, there are 50-50 balls yeah. that you were just alluding to where if the Bulls come up with the ball, you're going back the other way and you're building on your lead. Instead, it was... A dunk for Barnes off of that loose ball, and then an OG and an OB3 off of another loose ball. All of a sudden, the Bulls' lead shrank to one, and the Raptors took it from there. Yeah. I mean, like, it's it's crazy to think about every element of this game all boiling down to those two loose balls. Yeah. But the Raptors won the game on those two loose balls. Really so it's did. not just offensive rebounds. It's get the goddamn ball, Bulls. Yeah. Get the goddamn ball. They, they could not secure it. Um, this is the first game this season they've hit. They've been double-digit in three-point makes, and they've lost the game. This is the first time that happened this season. Shout-out to Dragic, who was on fire uh, for the Bulls from three and kept them in the game and actually gave them a lead. But they shot 36% uh, from three, 13 of uh, 36. But, man, dude, like, it was just in that fourth quarter. You know, they just could not secure it. And then when he took Patrick Williams and Vooch out the game, that's – I man, look, I, I went with Billy Dom from what he was doing in the fourth quarter as far as who he was bringing in and taking out. It was moments I was screaming for Caruso to be taken out the game. Like, yo, you could tell they, they, they was like, no, he's going to be open. Fine, leave him in. I know he had 10 rebounds. I know he had 11 assists. I get all that. I'm just talking about the fourth quarter here. He didn't he, – you needed the offense in the fourth quarter. The defense, I wasn't really concerned about it because nobody was stopping Van Fleet, for God's sakes. He was on fire, cooking. all right? Did whatever he wanted Lord, to do he was uh, out there, man. But there's certain times where you're like, and again, this is where you miss Kobe because there were certain times I was like, Dalen, no, no, no. I mean, not that, excuse me, that Caruso, no, no, no. He's got to go sit down because they're leaving him wide open. What, what do you finish? What, one of 10? One of 11, oh, 0 Jesus. of 6 from downtown. Ah! You need you needed that. You know what I'm saying? You just needed that scoring. They knew it. They left him open. I'm like, and okay. That, that fucking turnover when he was just bringing the ball yeah, up the dude, floor he it over just and trying it to up. hand it off to DeMar. Like, what the hell was that? Yeah, man. Yeah. That that had to be another. I was like, he's got to go sit down. Like, we got to bring somebody else in this instance uh, to bring it in. But I didn't like those rotate because, again, once you took the big guys out that you had, like – that's when the deep those remember we saw the tip drill happening right then and there. You saw that happening and occurring right there. Um, and kudos to the Raptors; they are so much fun to watch. Just if you're a basketball nerd, if you watch them, man, they are just so much fun you're to like watch. Sitting there on the couch, like holding your breath, watching them play defense. Yeah, man, it's unbelievable. It is, and they're often the, that ball movement. How the, everybody's always in the right spot, and they always hit the the second or third. Uh, in their pass. It's like watching football when you hit your second or third receiver when everybody's covering your number one. Mm-hmm. And they and everybody's exactly where they're supposed to be. And I don't know how many times I said, damn, that's a good pass. And I don't know how many times I said that this game, man. But they were A1 on that tonight, man. But, but yeah, man, you needed the shooting. I know Caruso was the plus 10. One <laughs> for nothing out there shooting. You needed the points. 
And that's why he was wide open. O of six, bro. He was he needed the points. Yes, they lose by 20 without I'm talking about the fourth quarter. That's all I'm talking about. There are certain moments in the fourth quarter he needed to sit down because they were leaving him wide open to shoot and he could not shoot. You just had to get another option in there. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I thought for me, again, just playing the Raptors dictated the pace. Yeah. Just playing to their pace. And like if you're gonna play that style where you are just frenetically switching, trapping, mm-hmm. uh, rotating like crazy, you've got a bunch of six eight, six nine guys out there like Mm -hmm. you have to execute so perfectly and to your point on offense too like the way they move the ball the way that they're able to get through every small space like Van Vliet was just getting wherever he wanted yeah he was you just have to execute so perfectly in order to play that style and they did and that was without Siakam yeah yes without Siakam who has been an MVP candidate so far uh this season man like they just they just were working them they really were in that fourth quarter and the Bulls did a good job getting back into that game like I said, shout out to uh, Dragic and the things he did. Uh, but yeah, man, like it was tough. It was just it was tough in that fourth quarter. After, right, you said right that eighty nine, eighty three. That's when everything just started changing. The traps came and what they did to Demar Derozan were, were brilliant. Um, they could not con- move the ball well enough. You know, a lot of turnover, a lot of bad turnovers uh, by the Bulls, man. But yeah, it was just a bad loss uh, for them. But again, they get to run it back tomorrow night and make those adjustments, and hopefully, you know, Caruso would be better. And I'm sure he's taking well, that personally. And, and look, and I, I think our pal Mark K pointed out in the comments mm-hmm. as, the, as far as, like, maybe you were ready to see Caruso off the floor in the fourth because he was shooting so poorly tonight. When the Bulls were dealing with DeMar getting doubled, the only thing that appeared to be working tonight occasionally mm-hmm. was when Caruso ended up being that guy getting the ball out of the double and then mm-hmm. Caruso making plays. Well, either Caruso I mean, or Vooch, either one of Sure. Them. But, but yeah, yeah, so I mean, Caruso and Vooch combined for 17 assists yeah, tonight. Correct. Out of those two doubles. doubles. Yep, correct. If you don't have Caruso on the floor as that mm-hmm. secondary playmaker, yeah, he, it, they're going to leave him open and he's mm-hmm. going to chuck some bricks from three, but wh- who else is there? I feel you, but to the, run that offense. The playmaking isn't what I needed in that fourth quarter. What I needed was the scoring. That's what yeah. I needed. At that point in time, just for that section, it wasn't yeah. the playmaking. It Especially was Especially on scoring. a night when Dragic was knocking down his threes. Yeah, true. Like, true indeed. But yeah. it was just that. It was just they you can you can double team and cheat off of somebody because they weren't worried about him. So you can be a playmaker when they're not worried about you doing any any kind of scoring. They're like, go ahead, you know, knock that out. But yeah. you needed the buckets. You needed the that's all I'm saying. You needed the buckets. It's bro. not a very profound statement, but like you really felt Zach Levine's oh, yeah. in there, yeah. especially in that fourth yeah. quarter where like yeah. they are just going all out blitz double team on DeMar, and nobody else can make a play. Dragic, as you mentioned, had a great night, four of six on threes. Uh, the Bulls actually won the three-point battle, I think, for the That's second what I'm saying. Yeah. straight yeah. game. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, you just you need somebody to be able to take pressure off of DeMar in these situations. And, I mean, this was never going to happen, and I, I hesitate to even say it out loud because it's kind of ridiculous, but, like, I feel like the Bulls were almost playing better when DeRozan was off the court because they were able to play one-on-one, and they were just kind of – Right, playing to their style, just a moving bit the ball, and it, yeah. it was never like the Bulls are going to take DeRozan off the court right. in, in the clutch. Like that's never going to happen. But but I mean, to your point, that's when the comeback started, though. In exactly. the fourth quarter is when he was off the floor, and in the uh, the first quarter, I yeah. think that's really when they put their foot on the on yeah. the pedal. Uh, yes, yeah. You're Thanks right. to everybody yeah. who's hanging out with us uh, on YouTube Live right now. Hit that thumbs up button. Uh, this comment from Alex Flores: Y'all want Jerry to go into the tax for this team? Alex, 
Do you That's know who won there? You know who won out there, bro? Do you know <laughs> how the NBA cap and luxury tax works? Uh, generally speaking, as a sports fan, do you want your ownership group to be willing to pay a luxury tax to field a better team that is more competitive? I feel a hat throw coming. There is an obvious the, yes the to that game. answer. Also, how confused are you? You really want Jerry to pay the luxury tax for this team that's struggling, that's five and six after tonight's loss? You know what would likely happen if he were paying the luxury tax? He would have a more talented roster that would lead to more wins. What the hell are you talking about, Alex? Luxury tax teams win. Luxury tax teams have talent and depth of talent that you pay for in that luxury tax. What are you talking about? Oh, you really want Jerry to pay luxury tax for this team? This is a mediocre team right now. We're 10 games in. We've all seen it. It's a mediocre team. You know it's a better team? A team that you're paying more, including paying into the luxury tax. In what way is that a joke? That's not funny. What are you talking about, Alex? <laughs> Wake up your fucking eyeballs. I was right. It's it's just like a backwards way of looking right. at it. And ownership probably needs to hear it too. Like, you either wait to have a really good team to pay the tax, which pretty much you have to, like, back into, you know, some incredible draft pick that mm -hmm. just, like, is a franchise-changing player. Or you pay in order to get good talent. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, that's – there's only there's only one real way to do it. That That's, that's a rare one. Seeing a Bulls fan – like being like, no, no, we, we shouldn't be paying a luxury tax. Hold on, Will. I mean, I mean, hold on, Joe. You're not going to get that back to him just yet. I, mean, I don't know. If I'll well, let me let me come to the defense <laughs> of the ownership group whose franchise is worth four billion dollars, real quick, and and make an argument for not spending into the luxury tax. You know, what? I I do want to give what? I do want to give them some love also. Uh, for, again, for the bench. As I, we keep talking about how good the bench is, man. Again, what they have, 34, I think, 34 points off the bench yeah. tonight for the Bulls, man. A good response after they laid an egg against Boston. Yes, absolutely. But they are the reason they were they had the lead in the fourth quarter was mm -hmm. because of the bench. Mr. Well, Tickles points out, bench one thirty four nineteen. Thank you, Mr. Tickles. <laughs> it's a heck of a day. I don't even want to know why you got it. But, but yes, 34, man. And that was, that was really, really huge. And uh, I appreciated all the booze Dragic was getting because it was definitely fueling him uh, to have the game that he had. What, 16 points, 6 of 10 from the field, 4 of 6 from the three-point line. Uh, we saw Javante scoring 10 points. I liked when Javante was in there. Every, every moment, I'd be like, man, I wish you were two inches taller. But when Javante's in there, just the cuts that he was making, you know, to make it easier for guys like Caruso, why he had those 11 assists, you know, making it simple for him uh, to get those easy buckets. And also, shout-out to Daylon Terry. Because Daylon Terry came in there and actually made his himself felt. They felt Daylon Terry when he was in the game. Those rebounds, those aggressive, mm. that one rebound when he just took the ball, you saw just the body doing like this. And you're like, who is this? Well, this got to be Daylon, man. Yeah, it was him taking the ball away and snatching it uh, from guys, man. And then, like you mentioned, that shot that he hit, oh. that miracle shot uh, that he Had hit for no the Bulls. no business going in. No business going in. All net didn't even hit no iron, and man. There was also that chase down play where whoever, oh. whoever it was fouled the shooter, yeah. so it didn't count as a block, but he yeah. just – yeah, last that. I mean, through it, like you just see him throwing his body into everything on the right. offensive and defensive side. So yeah, he he made himself felt, and it's going to make it hard for Billy to keep him off the floor. Honestly, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Um, just before we take an ad break real quick, following up, Exiled Punk said, hey, Matt, super condescending to the fans when you're trying to build a community. I'd cool it with that. I was condescending to a fan who was recommending that we don't spend money to make a team as competitive and good as possible. If there are any fans out there in Bulls Nation who don't want this ownership group to spend every dollar they're willing to spend and then some to make the Bulls a championship team again, then I don't know what that Bulls fan is. I'm sorry. And I saw somebody else be like, oh, yeah, the guy in the Burks telling to spend other people's money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what sports fans do. They get angry after losses, and, and they always Burks. want the ownership group who runs their team to spend the money they have to field a competitive team. And anyone who doesn't agree with that is confused and, and also, lost. And I have no Burks. sympathy when I'm being condescending towards them. Mm. And they also wear wonderful Burks. Damn right. Yes. Spend money. <laughs> Get some Burks. Broke money don't make money. Burke money. Oh, come that on, was, Will. That was good. Come on, Will. That was good. Come on, Will. Uh, I like that. We got to like take that. a quick break. When we come back, we, we haven't really talked about Pat yet. We'll You're talk right. about Pat we coming did. up uh, yeah. later on in tonight's postgame. Hit that thumbs up button. Mm-hmm. NBA fans, the wait is over. Over. Basketball's back. We were just watching it tonight. So tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, <laughs> the official sports betting partner of the NBA and our official betting partner here at CHGO. New customers can make any $5 Moneyline bet on an NBA game and get $200 in free bets when your team wins. And check this out. In addition to those Moneyline bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with the DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now, opt in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. It's where you go? It's where I go. Oh. Is it where you go? I don't bet, but yeah, it's where I will go. It's where Joey goes. Oh, I know that for sure. It's where everybody goes. Joey's got a whole thing set up. He's ready. (laughs) One more time. That's promo code CHGO when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app because... A $5 Moneyline bet on an NBA game gets you $200 Ooh, in free bets. That's a lot of money. Only with promo code CHGO. Not four? Mm-hmm. Not five? Not $199? <laughs> $200. I like that. It's very nice. Joey, what time is it? Game time. Who? Mm. Oh, this did. I see him was on his toes. See, because mm-hmm. no, Joey's mm-hmm. always doing 800 things at once, man. Just had to check him. Thanks for being on point, Joey. As usual, sir. Game time is the hottest new ticket in sight. That makes it easier than ever to score all the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and even shows. If you ever dreamed of sitting in that seat you thought you never could? Hmm? 50-yard line, courtside, behind home play, floor seats at a concert, next to the GOAT while he's writing that fire for the CHGO site? It could all be a thing, y'all. Just go on the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy or afford. You won't find better deals this season to the beloved Chicago Bulls. Game coming up tomorrow. Hmm, last minute. Unless you do go to the Game Time app, save you some money, and go watch Chicago Bulls with Zach Levine back. Come on, Zach. Come on back, man. All right, we're going to need you tomorrow, bro, for real. Kobe, hope that that gets better. Drumming. Oh, Lord. We need you. Oh, just like here at CSGO. Game time is created by the fans and for the fans, and they guarantee you the lowest prices. So if you love CHGO, and we know that you do, then you'll love the Game Time app. 
The best way to support us is first hitting that thumbs up button and giving us a like, a click it right there. I'll give you three seconds because that's all it takes. Three. Click. I know you did it right then and there. Thank you very much for doing that. Then you can buy your tickets through the link in the description right below that. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best deals to all your favorite seats. Customer Millennium. What time is it? Game time. Who? Ooh. See, Joey, that's how you do he it. He was ready for that. See, yeah, Joey, he right was ready there. For that. As soon as I put it up there. I didn't, have to, I didn't have to unmute. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you almost knocked your cup over and you almost hit that, Joey. But it was all right. You was on point. I'm proud of you. Just know that, Joey. I'm proud of you. Thanks, Big Dave. You're welcome. Proud of you, too. Thank you, sir. We're all proud of each other. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, what did we think about Pat's game tonight? He did get stuffed uh, 10 times. Ten? My goodness. Coloco. <laughs> Arms for days. <laughs> these goddamn Raptors with these 10-foot wingspans. Mm-hmm. But we also saw some aggressive, dominant, angry Pat dunks tonight. Multiple. It's true. It's true. Two dunks. It's true. I also really liked what I saw from Pat on the defensive end tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, did some work on the glass. Uh, pulled down a total of seven rebounds. Get this. Five of his seven were on the offensive glass. Wow. You want some points, Pat? Crash the boards. Um, so sort of yet another, you know, some good, some bad game from Pat after we talked in post game after the Celtics loss about how that fourth quarter kind of, you know, the wheels fell off for Pat in a certain stretch of plays that were mm-hmm. crucial in the way that that game, uh, panned out, you know, I, 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 I'd say I'm like more good than Pat tonight, even though he got stuffed a few times. What do you guys think? Yeah, I I enjoy watching him tonight. Like, shot the three confidently. Very confidently. Every time he was open, he shot it confidently. And it felt like it was from the jump. Uh, as soon as his guy Barnes got the ball, he was in the backcourt with him uh, trying to defend and being aggressive. It's why he picked up those four fouls because he was being aggressive uh, tonight. And I, I'm proud of him for only picking up the four and not picking up another one after that because when Billy put him back in in the third with a few seconds to go, I was like, no, don't do that because he's going to get a foul. But he played uh, under control. Uh, and, again, like he, I like the fact – I'm give Billy the respect for that, for putting Pat in situations that NBA players are going to have to be in. Sometimes you're, we're going to need you, even though you got four fouls, mm-hmm. to be in the game, dog, and to still you know have some type of intensity and aggression but know when to do it. What I appreciated what he did was – he kind of toned back on his aggression a little bit until it was time in that fourth quarter. It was about five minutes left, and he was like, oh, no, I got two fouls left. Cool. Let me go in completely on this, man. That's very smart. I high IQ basketball for him. Seven rebounds, of course. N- another great job getting rebounds for Pat. Uh, you mentioned five of them uh, offensively, which is great. He took 16 shots, bro. <laughs> 16. He took 16 shots. He had five of them, but he took 16. Three of six, though, from the three-point line. Two blocks, Patrick Williams, man. So 13 and seven and two blocks. It's a solid game for from Patrick Williams, man. I thought he did a solid job. Yeah, I think you can look at it on like two different grading curves. Mm-hmm. On the like Patrick early season grade, grading curve, I think he played really well. Uh, as you said, 16 shots. I'm looking now, but I have to imagine that's a season high, maybe even like a career high outside of that one game in uh, wherever it was last year, Minnesota, to end the year. So I thought – you know, he was aggressive. I like that. You know, he, he went to the basket like three or four times to start the game and got blocked mm-hmm. pretty much every time and yeah. then was still aggressive and confident shooting the three. Yeah. I think he made like three out of four threes tonight. So three or six. Three or six. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think in general, uh, 
you like to see that confidence from him, and and you can again see it building game by game. Mm-hmm. He's got a ways to go defensively. I, mm-hmm. I know he rebounded well, but he he was giving up dunks, he was giving up back cuts, and like you know, he was not the only one at fault. But like the Bulls just could not box out, and he was definitely a part of that. So I'm not. So that's like the more did he play a great game? Objective X, player X. I don't think he was like outstanding, mm-hmm. but for Patrick, I think the the trend is still going upwards, and that's that's good. Yeah, agree. Uh, what about Io tonight, guys? Um, Io was minus thirty. Yeah, crazy, which is crazy. crazy. Plus minus for 30. Io tonight because it didn't seem like he had that rough of a game. It didn't. <laughs> it didn't. Like what the hell? I think a lot, man. Van Fleet. Again. He played the most minutes of the starting group. He played thirty-eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demar played thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. But where did that minus thirty come from? I, I have no idea. Um, but yeah, like he he was the one getting to the bucket. Like, when DeMar DeRozan couldn't, and Zach Levine isn't there, and Kobe isn't there, like, somebody's got to go do it, you know? Right. So, he was the one putting it on the floor, getting to the bucket. And, again, like you mentioned, the block shots for Pat, he started getting his shot blocked as well, but it didn't deter him from stopping and, and continuing to go in there. Mm-hmm. Um, his his three-point shots, I thought, were confident. They just weren't falling as much. Uh, three of eight is what he was from the three-point line. Um, but man, dude, like it's wild because I'm like minus thirty. I was like, I really felt like he played way better than that. But that's what the numbers are, and that's what the numbers are. But but yeah, man, I I thought he played solid, but it was nothing you could do with Van Fleet tonight. You know, usually I remember last year he he did a solid job uh, against Van Fleet. Mm-hmm. Um, but Van Fleet was on one today. That and one he had that was unbelievable. That was just I, I, he was defying the laws of physics for me when I would see him play. Like you, you six feet. Like how are you doing this? Like that was it was incredible. But um, but no, I thought I thought Io's game was interesting tonight, man. But I thought he was solid. He was solid. Yeah, I think Io. One thing that really impressed me about him is the way that he is able to alter shots mm-hmm. from behind. Like when he goes over a screen and he gets, he's like locking trail on somebody's hip. Mm-hmm. He's really able to like alter shots from behind, trying to like block them over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like there's only so much you can do with Van Vliet on a night where he's nine for twenty-two, but mm-hmm. still ends up with thirty points and eleven assists. Like. It's just one of those games. And you mentioned the and one there at the end. That was just like, come on. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, it was like, come on. That dude. was just ridiculous. Like, come on. So um, I thought he played all right defensively. Offensively, it just felt like he had a lot of turnovers, only ended up with three. But he, he looked a little bit rushed out there. He had a, a layup blocked by, I think it was Boucher at some point. Yeah. So he just, he wasn't like, and I think he kind of got in his head a little bit there. I don't think that was his best game, but he's, I no, certainly didn't no. feel like he was a minus 30 bad. Yeah. And the four fouls, uh, I believe he had also he picked up. But, yeah, I just didn't feel the minus 30. So I'd like to know what where it was because maybe I'm just My guess is that, you know, he played 38 minutes, so he <laughs> was only not out there for 10. But, yeah. like, he probably – I would need to go back and look at what the rotations were. But okay. probably came out right before the Bulls went on that run in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. And then as the Bulls were building up the lead, that happened. And then he came back in, and then they kind of lost the lead. So it was just, like, kind of – Runs as soon as he went out, and then Raptors went on a run as soon as he came in. Just yeah. kind of like bad luck. Yeah. Bad timing. Uh, okay. Straight trucking in the comments said, Io constantly getting blocked at the rim. He needs to start going hard dunking those. I mean, it's crazy that we've talked about certain games recently where when no one else seemed to be able to get to the rim, mm-hmm. Zach included, Io is the one who is getting to the rim. Yeah. And either he gets past the one man and the help defense doesn't come, and it's an easy two. Mm-hmm. Or help defense does come, and Io's getting stuffed at the rim. And then you just kind of wonder, how can Io adjust 
certain elements of the way he's trying to finish at the rim when that help defense comes. And what's interesting, too, is even though he's getting to the rim at at a great rate, no free throws. You know what I mean? So he's not getting those calls either. You know what I mean? He's not drawing those fouls uh, when he's getting there. And I think that's what where people in the comments are saying um, he needs to go up and dunk those like that because maybe you can start getting some foul calls when guys are trying to block your dunk instead of blocking your layup because there was one, though, where he, I thought he got thrown to the floor and they didn't call it at all in that yeah. fourth that was quarter. Boucher one I was yeah, about. yeah I, thought, I thought he got him with the body. Obviously, he got him with the body. He went flying <laughs> to the stands like that. But, um, yeah, man, like he, I think he's, he's got to start getting those calls, man. I think that's why, you know, he might want to go up a little more aggressively with the dunk to see if he gets those calls. But it's hard for me to critique it, honestly, because he's been really solid doing that mm-hmm. all season long, like going in, finishing with the right, finishing with the left. Like he's been solid at that. Like he did a, been doing a solid job with that. But I guess knowing when to do it also uh, is going to come into play. Well, here's the thing about Io, and I really don't want to come off like I'm sounding too harsh on him. But, sure. like, the reason he was a second-round pick is because he's not the most explosive athlete. Mm-hmm. Like, he does not finish above the rim at a super high level, which is fine. I think, you know, I, I mentioned this while we were watching, like, he should watch a lot of Fred Van Vliet film because that guy never plays above the rim. Mm-hmm. But the way that he uses his body to absorb contact, he has so many different moves in his finishing package that Io really only has one. It's like the scoop right-handed layup. He does Fair. it on both sides. That's the only shot he has going to the basket. And again, I don't want to sound harsh. Like this is stuff that you can incorporate over the during the off season and, yeah. and year after year. Correct. But it's just he's he's got the one move, and at a certain point, it becomes easier to block. You don't you know have to worry about timing or which foot right. you're going off of as a shot blocker. Um, you don't have to worry about like hit, getting hit and absorbing contact and finishing you know with different arm angles. Mm-hmm. So I think he just needs to to add some more stuff to his game. And and if he does that, I mean, he just becomes so much more difficult to guard oh, because. Yeah. I mean, we see him get to the rim, and there are there are plays where he's just like dribbling at the top of the key, and then just takes off, and he's at the rim, and he finishes. Mm-hmm. But if he can do that in traffic, I think that really elevates his game. Oh yeah, you're right, absolutely. Uh, we got to take one more quick break here before we do. Alex circling back in the chat, saying, "I get what Matt's saying, but if it was his pockets, he wouldn't go into the tax oh, to here. get a bench piece." Okay, but it's not. You think so? And, and just one more quick thing about Io is sixty-six percent uh, at the rim last year. Sorry, I was just looking it up no, as I was talking. Go for it. Sixty-six percent at the rim last year, fifty-six this year. So he's he's decreasing. Decreasing on that, yeah. Alex, it is my dream to own the Chicago Bulls. If I ever do, I will spend every dollar I have and then some, including into the luxury tax. To feel the Which would only affect you, Matt. If you wanted to spend in the luxury tax, that would only be, you well, it's know. It's so easy for fans to say, oh, yeah, go spend that money. Right. It's not their money. Duh. If it were my money, I'd spend it. And any Bulls fan, again, who does not understand and agree with that is confused. Dave. Yes? Shady Rays. Shady Rays. I like how you said that because it rhymed. That was really good. <laughs> And just like Matt not understanding why people feel this way about the luxury tax, oh, Shady Rays God. didn't understand why sunglasses were so damn expensive. So they set out to change all of that. They're going to have you covered, man. Those premium polarized shades featuring those world-class optical clarity, sustainable durability, and styles catered to everyone in every lifestyle. Okay. Mm-hmm. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. The Matt Peck lost and broken replacements plan. <laughs> Matt Peck future billionaire. 
I pray that uh, happens. Yeah, yes. If you lose those glasses or you break them because Matt has tossed them because the hat, man, he was beating that hat's ass. Spears, <laughs> Spears hat had a day. <laughs> Spears hat had a day. He was whooping that hat ass today. I mean, he turned, he turned the Cairo Santos at one point in time. I mean, you ever see somebody with the Burks kick something? Like, it was a thing. Like, the man was angry, all right? It happened. But if glasses are on those hat, they still would send him a replacement player. No questions asked. It's so awesome. And free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades of Shady Rays or they will pay to ship them back. That's it, man. These are great deals for some great glasses. So, an exclusive deal for our listeners out there. Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use that code. Yes, it is. (laughs) Deeper than Atlantis. Use the code CHGO for 50% off of two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. That's a buy one, get one free. What they call billionaire pack. Uh, Bogo in the Lost City mm. of Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, you can get two pairs for the low, low of 54 foe. That's a Bogo. Redeem mm. only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all the newest and best shades because it's Shade Day Rays. Mm. Mm. Uh, moving along, CHO Bulls post game. We got a, a super chat here from Exiled I, Punk. I see that. Exiled Punk, one of the fans of not spending money. Uh, since we're talking about money, if <laughs> oh, Vooch continues to play at this level, do we re sign him or do we use the money to get summer free agents and spend it to the tax? Mm. It's interesting to think about where the Bulls sit with Vooch right now. Mm-hmm. Nobody expected an extension this past offseason. Correct. Um, and, and the Bulls were benefiting from a vet who was on a de-escalating contract. They're paying him less this season than they were last season. What do you guys think about that? I mean, we've seen good Vooch and we've seen bad Vooch. Bad Vooch. We saw it last season. We're seeing it early so far this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, tonight he was on one. Which, by the way, real quick, Joey, DraftKings, King of the Night, a- as we're discussing him, it's that man right there who had 18, 12, and 6. <laughs> yeah. Where, where do you think the Bulls front office sits right now on the idea of bringing Vooch back on a more modest veteran contract with this same group? Will, I know continuity is a trigger word for you. <laughs> what are you talking about? I've got continuity tattooed across my chest. It's not, I've got a Bulls cursive script jersey, but it says continuity instead of Chicago. <laughs> I think, but I think that's kind of like the most realistic uh, outcome at this point. Like he's playing too well to let him walk for nothing. Right, correct. The Bulls are like in there enough to not trade him for mm. a pick. I mean, that could change still. Sure. But uh, you know, you look at other centers, comparable centers around the league. You know, your Valanciunas, your Nurkic's, mm-hmm. um, your itches of all sorts. <laughs> all the itches. Um, all the itches. <laughs> I think he'll probably be in in that range. He's a little bit older than some of those guys, but yeah. he's a little bit better than most of those guys. So yeah. I think a shorter term, like two, maybe three year deal, maybe with a team option on the third year for 15 to 18 million a year, that probably is what gets it done. But I think there's this larger philosophical question of like, is this the style that you, you know, we've seen two, three years now of the Bulls play mm-hmm. this style with that kind of center. Is that mm-hmm. is that what you want to continue doing or do you want to make a pivot? And, you know, We'll see whether they're able to do much, but you're talking exactly. about 
if they if they let him walk and can they spend that money in free agency, they're going to be above the cap regardless. They, yeah. You know, they've got to sign Io. Uh, who knows what happens with Kobe here? Presumably, they're going to do some other work to get guys either to yeah. come back. Like you know, Drummond has a player option. Derek Jones has Correct. a player option. They Correct. might opt out and want to come back for more money. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably going to be a tax team next year regardless. Mm-hmm. And so bringing Vooch back and then um, maybe flipping him down the line or whatever it is. But if they if they let him walk for nothing, they just lose that flexibility. They still stay above the tax or yeah. above the cap, I should say. And nothing, I mean, it's hard to plan these things because everything in the NBA offseason, especially, we never know what's going to happen. <laughs> like, especially in the NBA offseason, something crazy is going to happen. Some big star is going to become available. So you might use Vooch for those things. Yeah. I'm Yes, I, to answer the question, yes. For a team-friendly deal to bring him back, yes. Um, one, for continuity. Uh, but for two, uh, you, even even as a declining center, and that's, I'm not just saying because, you know, that's what happens when you reach a certain age in the NBA, um, he still is a double-double machine. Uh, he still is a threat from the three-point line. He's still a great passer. Uh, those things are still valuable. <laughs> He's uh, the one guy that was boxing out tonight. Hello. He, he, he's yeah he's still of serious value and he's a guy who's there availability all the time you know what I'm saying Vooch is there uh like that man so yeah and and he likes being here you know what I'm saying and and that all that stuff kind of plays into it as well but I think they would bring him back on that kind of friendly team friendly kind of deal but if that dude becomes available I think he would be in that package for sure I think he would be in a package if that guy becomes – I don't know who that guy is, but I'm just saying if that guy becomes available. Uh, straight Trucking hey, in the comments said, I, if this team doesn't progress, <laughs> they're not running it back. I could see Vooch walking, possibly DeRozan, trade after this season. DeRozan does have one more year on his deal after this season. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know about trading DeRozan, but I, I do understand the other side uh, of that argument, and I understand that sentiment from a certain portion of Bulls fans, and I see plenty of you in the comments tonight saying, like, this, this is a mid-team. This is a mediocre-looking team right now five and six through their first 11 games saying like, why bring back a piece that you got right now to keep being mediocre? It's a, it's a fair question. And I don't think that there's a great answer to one word, Matt, that one word. That Did is you an hack actual my phone. Photo. How are you getting Yo, my, my right across yeah, the goat's chest? Photo. Are you are you peeping on Will when he's doing his workouts? Yeah, where where did it. you get this photo? By from? the way, this also doubles as an ad for Athletic Greens. That's how, hey man, that's what AG want to get you. AG want to get you that to right adaptogen. That's Keep what going, I look Matt. like, people. In case you're questioning it, that is what I look like. <laughs> Keep, hey Matt, keep going. All right, sorry to interrupt your important competition. No, no, no. That could, be, that could be Matt. I just want Matt to encourage Matt to continue to drink his athletic greens because oh, that I'm, could be. I'm him. drinking them, baby. I know, man. I know y'all. That's why the hat is being thrown I, further. I don't look like that though. <laughs> Not yet. It's been Not like today. It's been Nobody only a couple. Like it's been thirty days, man. It's been thirty days, bro. <laughs> Uh, Anthony in the comments saying Jerry loves mediocre going back to our previous <laughs> conversation. Yeah. You know, it's unfortunate, but also to the other side of what you're saying in, in my head mm-hmm. is a lot. I think a lot of this stuff from the bulls is hard for me to judge it now because in my head, I think they're really playing for the second half of the season. And when I see everything together for the second half of the season, I think I could judge it a little bit better as far as calling them a mediocre team and stuff like that. Uh, right now they look like exactly what I thought they were going to look like right now with the guys being out with Zach taking days off, you know, with Kobe not here, Drummond being hurt. Yeah, this is what it's going to look like for them. When 
for me, the Bulls are playing for after the All-Star break. I really believe that. They're, they're waiting for, you know, getting Lonzo healthy. They feel like Zach will be, you know, worked his knee back into that kind of shape where he's more comfortable and things like that because it wasn't – they didn't win it in the first half of the season last year. The, the game, it wasn't over. They, they learned a very valuable lesson. That is 82 games. So I think they're playing just trying to tread water, you know what I'm saying, right now and work towards the all-star break and then after that – try to make that run. I think I'll be better to judge it for myself personally after that if, if I'm just like, okay, this is a mediocre squad and this needs to change. They are, what are we, 11 games in the season? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, let's let's chill on the, like, what's the uh, what's the long-term outcome? I just feel like we, to your point, Dave, like, we're, we're not going to know, and I think that's a problem, like, that we're sure. simply just not going to know until everybody's healthy. Right. Maybe that never happens, but – the Bulls are in a position where they have assets and like they've given up future picks, but like they can get those picks back pretty easily, I think, and then some if they decide to go the other direction. So, you know, they've got Alex Crusoe is worth at least one draft pick. You got Zach Levine if you really want to get crazy. You get a couple draft picks for him. Damar, I know the Lakers are pretty anxious to <laughs> go after him at the deadline. They're hoping the Bulls aren't as Ew! good as, as the Bulls think they are. Uh, I don't know what you could get for Vooch, but like there are guys on this team that you could flip and go the other direction if you want. I don't think they have any interest in that, and I don't think they really ever will just because th- there's, like, we we just spent the last five years playing that game, and it didn't work out, and it, it like, hurt the brand. I mean, it hurt the Bulls' brand mm. <laughs> to be that bad for that long, mm. and I just I don't see them having interest in that. I think more likely maybe you see them retool around the Zach, Lonzo, Io, Patrick sort of timeline. Yeah. Maybe you do trade DeMar and sort of reset, bring in some more draft picks, hope Dale and Terry turns into something, mm-hmm. and do it that way. But I don't see them tearing it down to the studs and loading up on as many draft picks as they can. Mm. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Colin saying, we're not just treading water, guys. We're turning from dolphins into sharks. I don't know about that. Huh? I don't know about that. Not sure it I, certainly uh, feels like this team is kind of treading water I'm, right I don't know now. What that means. Yeah, I'm a little lost on that one, bro. <laughs> But all right. Dolphins to sharks. <laughs> that sounds like a good thing. Two completely different animals. Maybe people talking about the dolphins because they're good now because, you know, they beat the Bears and they're, what, six and three? Yeah, we put up 35 points on our non-existent defense. Good for you, yeah. Tua. You're, you must be so proud of yourself. Joey, can I get a Justin Fields highlight when you get a chance, man? Take your time. I need a Justin Fields highlight, though. Dude, that's that's what's giving me life. Yes. Today, That's what's tomorrow, giving us everything right now. For the rest of time. For the rest of time. <laughs> Those Justin Fields highlights, my God. Until the end of time, he's giving them to you. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's bringing one up. All right, here we go. Here we go. Look at back there. Mm. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, run it back. Run it back. Take that time. fucking throw to the corner of the end yeah, zone. Yeah, that was pretty. Go ahead. So good. That's good. to run for 17. Back he goes. Here comes Chad. There goes the ball. Touchdown. Mm. Mm. that bottom one out the way so we can see it on the biggest one. Mm. Field for 17. Back he goes. Here comes Chad. There goes the ball. Thank you. Touchdown, Mooney. What a what a you know, I didn't even think that was a catch. I thought it first happened. It for sure. well, right here, I was like, oh man. I no, was worried when he put it yes. on the ground. Yes. Because I've seen how NFL officiating can operate. Yeah. And I'm like, somebody might be dumb and say, oh, he didn't control it through the 
motion yeah. of going to we the saw ground. It. We saw it with Megatron. Megatron. Like, yeah. week that one. rule has been amended, though. That's yeah, I know, but we've just scarred. It's, it's still, it's, it, yeah. yeah. It's in our brain. It still sent me into panic mode. I was like, yeah. oh, hold, just hold the ball. Yeah, I was hold like, there's ball. no way he caught that. I was like, there's no way he didn't catch that. They're going to take it from him. Uh, yeah. I have a question because there's been a lot of chatter on the chat, especially earlier tonight. There's Chatter on the chat. Some finger pointing towards Billy Donovan, the man who is not beholden to any lineup. Okay, mm. I, I stole the segue. Um, God damn it. And actually, Joey, I was literally about to read a comment about Billy to be our last quick talking point of the night. Good. You know we're on the same page. Cut I'm going to take that as cut a positive off another thing. Another one of my segues. It's a positive thing. It's fine. It's fine. I don't, I don't even care. Toss a hat. <laughs> <laughs> We actually have a new hat graphic. Uh, Ostas Jr. saying, <laughs> we've got to look at new coaches. Billy repaired the damages of Egghead. Shout out for using that name. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's time for Billy to pass the torch. Okay, I'm just going to pose the question <laughs> simply this way to you guys. Sure. 11 games in to Billy's third season. Yeah. Do you think he should be on the hot seat? In his third season, you said? Right, because he took over in 1920. Uh-huh. Last year was 20... Wait, no. <laughs> like, if, Fourth? When he said 1920, I mean, he thought 19... Sorry. No, 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 no. 1920 was Egghead. Uh-huh. Right? 2021 was Billy's first season. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. 21-22, last year was year number two for Billy. Uh -huh. This is year number three. Okay. Year three for Billy. No. Not for me. He's not on a hot seat. Um... For me, it's still kind of going according to plan. <laughs> like about Mark is not a fan of the the coach oh, talk. The minute you said that, I was like, Mark is about to say it. <laughs> <laughs> the minute you said it, because you know that's his trigger. Like, look at him, <laughs> Billy. Hey, the Billy's coach is the word. problem. I don't know what the problem is, but the coach is the problem. <laughs> that's me being a Chicago fan in yeah. Mark impersonating a Chicago fan. Can you not do bad. it in an Australian? Hey, doing an Australian <laughs> right. accent? Like, see that. But no, like I, he's not for me. He's not on that hot seat at all. It's, for me, it's still part of the plan of what it's going as uh, for the Bulls when they brought him in. Like I, I think it's still going kind of according to plan for Billy. And no, not in year three of after the trash that we just got over. I'm not in year three. Like well, now Justin says. Justin says up, the chat man, did not know? bring up Billy at all. Sorry, sorry. Keep going, Big Dave. I'm just gonna put up some comments that the chat did say. No, no. Billy. You wanted to cut me off, so please finish. No, I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Finish, finish your point. Justin okay. is saying the chat did not say anything bad about Billy. We've got a lot of comments here. Fire Billy. Fire Billy. What makes you think Billy will make the adjustments? Ooh, man. Fire him? It was um, a lot. It was a ooh, lot earlier. I just, like just choose gum aggressively. Based on Billy my experience will be gone. with Justin in the comments tonight, he strikes me as someone who has a tough time reading and understanding how basketball works. <laughs> but thanks for hanging out. Don't test yeah. Matt tonight. <laughs> After that kind of loss. <laughs> <laughs> fucking done, man. Oh, y'all breaking his I just, but so, Go ahead, please. I don't understand why, like, what even the argument against Billy is. Like, I'm not saying he's... A top five coach, maybe not, not even a top 10 coach, but like he's fine. And I yeah. don't think he's done anything egregiously wrong. Honestly. And certainly like the Bulls haven't played at a high enough level for him to like mess up with adjustments yet. Like we're talking about regular season and a completely non-competitive playoff series. Right. Exactly. So exactly. Yeah, I, I just, and I think the other thing that I've learned over the course of the year so far is like the head coaching job is, I would say as much a figurehead of the organization mm -hmm. as it is like an X's and O's schematic guy. And like Billy is really good in the locker room 
He is a player's coach. The players Correct. like him. Correct. They want to, they, they like appreciate the way that he has built the locker room and the Correct. system and all this stuff. Correct. But he also just does a really good job being, like I said, the organizational figurehead that delivers the messages to the media that like stands in front of the media and takes questions and does all this like, you know, he, I just think he's really good at that aspect of it too. So it's more than just like the X's nose, which again, I don't think he's done a bad, egregiously bad job at. Yeah. Getting a new coach does not make your team healthier. I think that's that's the bottom line. Getting a new coach <laughs> does also not fix a roster flaw of not having enough shooters on your team. This is correct, which is why he was still having people out there, or on, even on certain nights, just even when they can't shoot, like just I got to put them out there. Why? Because I don't want Tony Bradley in the game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I, you can't put this on him because I can I see him with the full everything, you know, before we get in on, on this. Like, I got to see that first, you know? Like, every time I've heard him speak, and to your point, every time I heard him speak and say things, like, it's always makes sense and it's always logical when he's talking basketball. All I think about is last year when the Bulls got off to that fast start and how he was telling everybody to chill the hell out. Like, y'all need to relax. You know what I mean? Like, man, man, Bulls fans are going crazy. You know, like, dude, we're best. We're going all the way. Bulls are back, baby. We're in. We're going all the way. And you're right. They were back. It was great. And I still think they're back. But 60 games of bliss. Billy was like, yo, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. We got to fix these things or it's going to kick us in the ass. And you you touch on it. This is, I think, the flaws with this team are more from a front office standpoint. And it kills me to say it because I know everybody is Acme, you know, supporters and all of that. And they have done a fantastic job. Don't get me wrong. But they've also made mistakes, and they have not put together a flawless team. So there's going to be shortcomings with the roster. You mentioned the shooting. Mm -hmm. The defense has been really bad, and it, that's uh, the difficulty of building a defense around three guys, Demar, Zach, and Vooch, who are not good defenders. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be inherent flaws. There's also, you know, it's difficult to just go out there and find, like, everybody wants to go get that big wing, you know, forward who can shoot threes and create offense and all this stuff. They tried to do it. They tried to go get Patrick, and it's gone the way it's gone. So yeah. they're going to make some mistakes. They're not going to be perfect. I think they've done a really good job. But at the same time, there's some things missing from this roster that Correct. even Lonzo is not going to solve. Correct. And and like I said, no, and like he's nobody's above criticism. You know what I'm saying? And that's why when I don't like the rotations, I say I don't like the rotations. Or if he does take somebody out, I say it. You know what I'm saying? We talk all that because nobody's perfect out here. But, yeah, like, and when it's losses and, and it's not constructed correctly, everybody gets a piece of that. That's just how that go. So, no, bottom line, no, he's fine. Mark, <laughs> Mark K really tweeted dominant. something last week, too. He said, like, when all the K KD Kyrie stuff with the Nets was going on, he's like, Billy does a great job with that stuff. Like, the Bulls, I don't know, they've been a relatively drama-free team. Guys seem to like being that here, like playing together, drama which, is, which is hard to come by in today's NBA. The it's most just, drama the Bulls have had was when Patrick accidentally told the media that he was late for practice and got fined. Yeah. And then DeMar was like, why, Patrick, would you <laughs> tell the media that? You don't have to, to admit that. to that, That's bad. like the most yeah. tumultuous thing that's happened in the Bulls locker room. Chicken like, farm was the biggest thing. And that was Billy. Oh. That's not a huge yeah, bar to set, but it's a good yeah. start. Like it's that, amazing. You, we fantastic. all believe that yeah. that matters for sure. That's Absolutely. fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. They they have their shit in order. And yeah. that is something that you cannot say about every other Bulls team yeah. in the past five years. Yeah. True. Um, our guy Schwo offering a nice little piece of uh, positive perspective here. Okay. Saying, you guys were down two starters tonight, another back-to-back. -back, relax. Yeah. Um, we didn't even talk about the fact players. that Zach took the night off. Zach took the night off. Let's hope he plays tomorrow. Yes. Let's assume 
he plays tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, and that that will make things better. Um, <laughs> they can't see it. It was well, faded out. Really he, knows it. It um, he knows what it is. He knows what it is. Yeah, but yeah. But also, I saw somebody else mention in the comments. You know that uh, the Raptors were without Siakam tonight, so there's that. He'll be out there tomorrow um, too. He won't be there either for yeah, a couple weeks. Couple weeks. Couple weeks. But yeah, I mean, the Bulls are also without. Kobe White and Andre Drummond, who they absolutely missed tonight. I need Drummond back eight years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. feels like he's been out for eight years. I feel like after this week, I, I, I want to see him back. Like that's that's how I feel. I think he's gonna take it's gonna take this other week because they're gonna get that big break. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That nice stretch of break until the 13th. I think he'll take all that time, but I hope to see him next week. Yeah. Hey, Nestor. In the comments, I see you. Have a great night. I hope you are just loving your life right now. Nothing but joy and positivity your way. My man. Uh, that's it. Let's get out of here. Um, hope you all enjoy the rest of your Sunday night, the wrap-up to your weekend. We will be back tomorrow. Yeah. Second half of this Bulls-Raptors back-to-back. Weirdly tip off 745 Central Don't Time like tomorrow. It. Yes. Which means we will be here for pregame at 715. 745. Game time who? <laughs> You good pregame at 7 15. We will see you here. Young guy, you up late? I know. I don't have anywhere else to be. It's just late. (laughs) Follow Joey on Twitter at Joey Spathis. Give him 800. Will underscore Gottlieb. That's the goat. Bow. BAWL Sports. Big Dave. I'm Bulls (laughs) underscore Peck. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. Have a good night, Bulls Nation. Stick face. Let's thank you to everyone. We love you all. You want to trust another hat or you good? I'm Joey. You want to play us out? With the Justin Fields hat. Play us out. <laughs> hey, hold on. I don't know. We got in the episode. Matt just broke the hat counter. <laughs> Mr. Crazy Bees. Seriously? Seriously, Mr. Crazy Bees? Oh, Get man. out of here. Thank you, Anthony. Get Ooh. out of here. Good to see that you, made, man. That, that's a... <laughs> could be a band. Pride. Pride. Shout out to Nestor. What up, That's bro? a lame comment. Fly the rainbow flag. What up? Get out of here. Bulls Nation, Thank we'll you, talk Anthony. to you tomorrow for pregame. See you, Red. Be good. Peace.